0: Good evening, fight time ladies. I hope everyone is having a good day. Um, I'm just going to give a couple minutes for people to get on if they would like to. Um, I know that it's a busy evening, a busy time of the evening, and a lot of us are probably getting our kids ready for bed and doing the dishes, and my sweet husband is doing those things for me so that I can be here with you. So I understand if um, you're not able to watch live, but... Say hello if you're here, and if not, um, let me know if you're watching this on a replay. Um, so, okay, I see that we've got some ladies on. Brittany and Kaylee are here. Hi, ladies. I hope you had a great day. A great day. I am coming on tonight with um, not a typical fight time, and. Um, We're going to do a story time i'm going to share a testimony with you and um it's not going to be probably what you're used to seeing on fight time and to me and in my head it feels a little bit all over the place but i'm really trusting in the lord that he's going to put it together because this is what he's calling me to speak to you about tonight and so i'm trusting that he's going to make it make sense so Um, let's see. I think we should probably start with a prayer. So, Lord Jesus, I thank you for another opportunity to speak to an amazing group of women. I ask you, Lord, to help me get this out. Um, I am stepping out in faith and in obedience to you with a story tonight, knowing that you have put it on my heart to share this with the fight time ladies and so I lean into you and I really ask that you just take me out of it and help me to share what it is you're calling me to share tonight and I ask you Lord to just give me grace and give me peace calm me down and help me to communicate clearly and to keep my emotions under control in Jesus name amen so I have not been on fight time for a while and that is because things went a little crazy in my life. And so first thing I'd like to do is thank my sweet sister Brittany McIntyre for covering my last fight time for me and for all of the grace of the fight time ladies um, who just swooped in and saved the day when I needed some space and some time to fight. So. Um, I know that, uh, Brianne shared with fight time group that I was expecting and that I was pregnant. And, um, a few days after she shared that with me, I went to the doctor and I had an ultrasound done and they, um, didn't see what they should have seen on the ultrasound. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and just offer a trigger warning. I know that miscarriage can be something that triggers women. Um, and I certainly, that is not my intention, but I believe that, um, the Lord has called me to share this and I don't know who it's going to touch and, or why, but, um, I know that he has clearly called me to do it. And so I'm stepping out, like I said, in faith and in obedience to do that. Um, and I will be vulnerable and open. And if you know me in real life, you kind of get it all. So, um, I'm just gonna tell it to you like it happened. and. Um, through that process, I have to tell it to you like it happened before, because this isn't the first time that I've lost a pregnancy. So um, I went to the doctor and they did an ultrasound and they did not see on the ultrasound what they should have seen for how far along I was. And um, I should, I'm going to go back. So I'm going to go back to last time this happened because i feel like it's important information and it's it's going to be good context so right after we moved to texas i mean days after we moved into this house and i think two days after we moved in um, i was pregnant i was about 15 weeks pregnant and i started to bleed and um i had never experienced a miscarriage before i had three very easy healthy pregnancies um before And so I had no context to kind of understand what I was dealing with at that time. And I went to the emergency room and they said that um, I didn't, there was no heartbeat and they sent me home. And they said that I would probably have like some bleeding and it would be kind of like a bad period and it might hurt and not to really worry. And that is not what happened at all. Um, I ended up having to go back to the hospital. I was bleeding very heavily. They ended up transferring me to Tyler in an ambulance and I spent um, almost 24 full hours in the emergency room between Jacksonville and Tyler um, before they felt like it was safe enough for me to leave. So we were new to town. I didn't know anybody and our whole family, including my in-laws, were super sick. I think we had COVID. They didn't test us, but I'm pretty sure we did. We were so sick. And so I was alone during all of it, I was alone in the emergency room, in the ambulance, in the hospital in Tyler, I was alone through all of it. And it was so traumatic, it was so traumatic. I lost a baby, I was by myself, I was in a very um, unsafe situation physically, and um, I just had no idea that having a miscarriage could be like that, it was horrid. And so I kind of just was like, that was awful. And I didn't really ever deal with it properly. And I hoped to never get pregnant again. (sighs) And then I did, I got pregnant again. And my initial instinct, my initial reaction, I should say, was that of fear. And so I freaked out when I saw the positive pregnancy test, I freaked out. I called Brie. I was freaking out. I'm so scared. What if I lose this baby? Like, I don't, I wasn't expecting this. It's going to change everything in my life. And thank God she talked me through it. And she spoke the truth of Jesus over me in that moment. And she called on me to step out in faith and call on my sisters. She said, I am instructing you to text three women from the church that you trust and share this news so that they can celebrate it with you because you can't walk in fear in this situation. So I did. And I was not alone. I had the cub ladies fighting with me right then. So I came to terms with the pregnancy, and I was happy, and I was excited, and I was letting everyone share it even though I was still a little bit fearful that something could happen. And then, like I shared earlier, something did happen. Um, The pregnancy didn't work out like we thought it was going to. And I was not alone. I was not alone because I had a community around me, but I was not alone because I had Jesus. And the last time, like, I... I guess you could say I knew Jesus, but I didn't follow Him. I had not been reborn yet. I did not have any kind of relationship with God. I don't. I don't know that I ever even prayed during that whole process. The last time that it happened, but this time, I, well, I saw the ultrasound. I knew what I was seeing. I've seen four other ultrasound, you know, had healthy pregnancy ultrasounds. So I knew that what I was seeing was not right. And I went into the bathroom to get dressed at the doctor's office, and I just said. Jesus, I need you. Like, I just need you come to me, just be with me because I can't, I can't go through this again and I can't do it without you. And in that moment, I felt what Casey talked about the other day. I felt Shalom. I felt the peace of the Lord come over me and I was afraid and I was not happy. And I didn't want to go through the heartbreak that I was going through, but I was not alone. I had Jesus with me. And through the entire process, which ended up lasting close to a month, during the highs and during the lows, I had Jesus with me. So I want to share kind of that process Um, not so much the physical side of it but the emotional and the spiritual side of it that is the testimony that i really believe the lord has called me to share with you today because i want to encourage you Um, i want you to um, know that when things are hard you're not alone Um, even if you look around and there's no one with you you are not alone you have our best friend, our father, our mighty comforter. You have him with you every step of the way. And Psalm 34, 18 says, the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart. And I felt that. I felt that comfort when I was down and when I was hurting and when I was desperate, I felt that comfort. So something else happened a few weeks before me finding out that, um, that I had lost the pregnancy. Um, and there was uh, Bree Brie talked about it and I should have looked up what it was called, but it was basically like this week of spiritual trial. And I know a lot of us felt it. And we, in my family, we were feeling it. We were fighting. We, we were literally fighting guys. Like I was arguing with my husband. There was just unrest in my house and, I reached out and I said to one of my sisters I said um, this is, it just doesn't feel right this is not normal like what we're experiencing is not normal and in that process between the Straits thank you Rachel I appreciate that yes that's what it was it was called between the Straits and there was spiritual chaos in my life during that time spiritual unrest and um. During that process, I was sitting in my backyard one day and my baby was playing and I was just kind of sitting in the sun and I didn't have my phone distracting me. I didn't have really anything. And so I was just kind of you know, daydreaming, whatever. And I had this um, vision or realization kind of come into my consciousness. And it was a lesson that God taught me. And so I'm gonna teach it to you because it comes into play in this battle that I ended up facing a, a few weeks later. So basically, he showed me that if I was walking in a parking lot and um, a person, a man, a woman, any person stepped in front of me and started to attack my children, I would physically put myself between that person and my children and I would do anything within my power to protect my children and he showed it to me in multiple ways so it was me over my children and it was my husband over me so same thing if i were walking in a parking lot and a man came up to me and even if he didn't physically attack me if he got in my face and said kelly you are this and you are that and you are worthless and you are this and he attacked me my husband would step between me and that person and he would protect me he would physically protect me he would Verbally protect me, and he would shield me from that attack. And what God showed me in that moment was that is how we are going to fight in these spiritual battles. So we need to use the same ferocity, we need to use the same um, intensity that we would use if we were being physically attacked or if someone was physically attacking our children or physically attacking our friend or physically attacking our husband and we need to put ourselves on this in a spiritual way in the way of that attack and protect the person who is being attacked so it got us through between the straits fighting for each other in prayer on a spiritual level and then when it came time for me to be in the fire A few weeks later, it gave me the direction and my family and my sisters, the direction. And I felt like I was sitting in the middle of the fire and I was completely surrounded by protection. The women in my life, the women, the Cove Ladies women, they came out in in full battle gear for me in that moment. They surrounded me. They prayed for me. They checked on me. They stepped up for me. Brittany Womack, she, this girl, (laughs) she put herself in harm's way. She, Women fasted for me. I honestly had never experienced that kind of support ever. It made me feel weird. I didn't know how to even handle it. So, my sisters that were there that fought for me, thank you. Thank you so much because I couldn't have done it. I couldn't have come out of it the way that I have come out of it if I did not have that level of support. So I'm sharing this with you so that you know, first of all, to go to God let him be with you let him comfort you keep him close to you when you feel desperate and you feel mad because girls i was mad i did i did not and do not know why god asked me to do that a second time when it was so awful the first time but i will tell you this i learned so much so i'm asking you now to surround your sisters to fight on a spiritual level for not just your sisters, not just your husband, not just your children, but any person that is in a spiritual battle. You have everything that you need inside of you to call out to the Lord on their behalf. You can fight for them. In the same way, if you saw a sweet old lady in the Brookshire's parking lot and the old man was yelling at her, you would step in front of him and say, sir, you cannot speak to that woman that way. You can absolutely do that on a spiritual level for anyone at any time. And it literally costs you nothing. It costs you nothing. So let me just check my notes. Cause I think I got a little off track, but okay. So yes, I think I shared with you that I felt like I just kept Jesus with me the entire time that I was in the fire and I had my sisters and my family and they were fighting for me on a spiritual level And they protected me, I feel like, from a lot of spiritual attack because I did get spiritually attacked. I would say towards the end of the physical part of it, which I'll just go ahead and share it. I mean, at this point, who cares? Um, Basically, they told me that I did not have a viable pregnancy and that I just had to wait for my body to miscarry. But then my body did not miscarry for close to a month so um at the end I was on my knees just begging God God please just take it just take it away like I'm ready to like we have to move forward from this and I ended up thank God taking some medication that was able to help me process it but Right before that, I came under vicious, I'm telling you, vicious spiritual attack. Because I suddenly was just like, I'm mad at God. I'm mad at everybody. Why is this happening? Like, just full on. I came home and I was just like spouting off complete nonsense to my husband. Total lies from the enemy. And he fought for me in that same way that the Lord had taught us a few weeks before to fight for each other. He took me in his arms and on a physical level, he comforted me. And then he went to battle for me in the spiritual realm. And I felt it. I felt the difference. So through this whole process, I had faith. I had the kind of faith that our brothers and our sisters have been speaking about. I had faith as small as a mustard seed at times I had faith as big as a mountain at other times, but I had longstanding faith. I never did give up on the faith that the Lord would see me through it. I surrendered myself to his promise that everything that he was doing in my life was for good. So you have heard... several of our sisters speak about faith you have heard jeremy and brad now speak about faith so the lord is putting this on our hearts for a reason if you didn't hear it from any of them i'm telling you to hear it from me now hear it from me now you have to keep your faith when things get hard and they will a beautiful day is not promised every day you guys like we are gonna fight and you have what you need to fight. So you have to keep your faith. You have to surrender to the promise that God is going to see you through it, that he is going to hold you and comfort you and that things are going to grow out of what you have suffered through. Have that faith. You cannot give it up. So the difference between the first time that I faced the miscarriage and the second time that I faced the miscarriage is the fact that the first time I had to do it, I didn't have to. I didn't know any better. I did it in my own strength, which is why I failed constantly through the process. I failed on an emotional level, a hundred percent on a spiritual level. Um, I failed, my body failed me physically. Um, I was operating under my own strength and my own understanding. And I had no faith because I had no, I was ignorant. Um, but this time I completely gave the entire process over to God. I, I, at one point I even was like, okay, I know what I saw on the ultrasound, but I also know that my God is a God of miracles. And so I'm going to have the faith that it required the woman who bled to reach out and touch the hem of his garment. I am going to require, I'm going to have that faith and know that my God can do a miracle in my life, that he is completely capable of doing that. Now, I'm also going to have the faith to understand that he may not do that miracle and i'm going to sing of his praises forever if he chooses to give me a miracle and i am going to sing of his praises forever if he chooses not to so i gave and surrendered every part of myself throughout this process to him because i had done it the other way you guys and it was awful and so i will never try to do it in my own strength again and i truly believe that that by keeping Jesus with me and by my sisters fighting for me on the next realm, on the next spiritual level is what kept me safe through this. So I named this fight time and I don't even smell like smoke because if you didn't hear Jeremy's (laughs) message on Sunday, it was so good. He talked about the story of Daniel and he talked about how daniel and his two friends were thrown into the fire and um it was basically because they refused to worship uh, another god and so they said nope i'm worshiping my god and if you need to throw me in the fire you just go right on head you throw me in the fire so they threw these guys in the fire and there's three of them and then the people that threw them in the fire were like hold up um weren't there three of them And didn't you throw him in the fire? Because I see four people walking around in the fire. And the fourth one, he looks like the son of God. And so we all know that that was Jesus. And so Jesus went into the fire with me. And when those men came out of the fire, they did not even smell like smoke. And now I am coming out of this fire. And ladies, when I tell you, I don't even smell like smoke. I'm good. I feel good. Like, I am sad about what happened. But I am here, and I am whole, and I am well. And I feel, Ah, d- did I learn something? Yes. Do I have a testimony? Yes. Is my faith stronger than it ever was before? Yes, yes, yes. Ladies, this is a beautiful thing. It is not the thing I would have chosen. No. I would not choose that for anyone i would never choose to do it again but i would never ever ever change it because i have faith that god is working all things for good and i'm sitting here whole and well and i don't smell like smoke and i'm living proof of that and so that is what i came here to share with you tonight and i hope that i didn't upset anyone with the rawness of it and the realness of it. And I thank you, Jesus, for getting it out of my mouth and for keeping me from crying through it. This group of women is unique. I treasure it. And I want you to treasure each other. If you are in a fire and you need someone to sit down next to you, you are in the right group. If you are in a fire and you need someone to sit next to you, you have the right God. Our heavenly father will sit with you and not only will he sit with you, but he will hold you and he will keep you protected and he will walk with you through it. And if you can just open your heart, he will teach you something beautiful that you will come out of it with a testimony and that hopefully you can share and touch someone else with. I learned the last time after i had my miscarriage i made a post on facebook about it i didn't think i was going to i had never even shared the fact that i was pregnant yet but i made a post about it on facebook and i felt kind of dumb but it was probably god calling me to do it even though maybe i wasn't super close with him at the time and i got i don't know 50 comments from women that had gone through something similar And then I got probably another 20 messages from people saying, you know, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for for being that vulnerable. I'm seeing comments that are like that, too, because, ladies, we can't hide the hard things that we go through, not from each other, because, first of all, we need to fight for each other. So you have to share what you're going through for somebody to fight with you, but also because we have to normalize that every day is not a perfect day. And that's okay because we know how to fight. So. If you need me to put on my armor for you, I'm here. I love you all so much. Thank you for giving me a space to talk about this. Thank you for your love. Thank you to my sisters who fought for me. I hope you know what a big deal it is. And I hope that the next time that you are in a fire, that you come out, baby, and you don't even smell like smoke. So if you need me, you reach out. Um, if you need someone to mentor you, to pray for you, to fast for you, tell us, any of us, tell us and we're happy to, to jump into that fire with you so that you can come out and not smell like smoke. I love you all so much. God bless each and every one of you. And I will see you the next time I'm on here with hopefully a little bit less heavy of a message. Good night, you all.